0: I'm Taylor Scoglia, and this is Girl, It Is Time To Thrive. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I have Evelyn on the show, and one of the past podcast girls actually recommended her, and I creeped the shit out of her, and I was like, yes, I need this girl on my show. I slid into her DMs. I was creepy. I was even going to do a follow-up if she didn't answer, like... It was weird. I was weird, guys, but I'm so excited (laughs) because she's going to bring such a different level, I feel like, to this show. And this is where I vision this show going. You know, I love the business conversations, I love the money talks, I love all of that. But I truly believe a lot of us get held back through our trauma through things that happened to us that we had no control over as children, and I think that it's just time that we start working past it as women, as a sisterhood, as a community, and start having these conversations, and that is exactly what Evelyn is going to do today. She's going to talk to us about inner child healing and generational trauma. So, Evelyn, can you introduce yourself?
1: Hi. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited that, you know, to be here. Um, So just to kind of give you like a short condensed version, my name is Evelyn Huynh. I am an inner child healing life coach and I specialize in generational trauma healing. So a lot of the work that I do is very holistic. So I actually used to be a personal trainer turned online fitness coach, turned business coach. And then now I do what I do on a much deeper level. Being in multiple industries, I, you know, all my clients were seeing amazing results, right? Like I a hundred percent of my clients saw results within the first week in fitness. I've helped clients achieve like $9,000 days, $20,000 launches. And in hindsight, you're like, wow, like that's so much success, right? That's what a lot of us strive to do, especially as business owners. But then I started noticing certain patterns. We were like, not only within me, but with my clients, with the people that I was in masterminds and programs with. And it was this self-sabotage like we would make this money and then we would just spend it all right away and then we end up back at square one or there would just be like these deep blocks like people-pleasing um perfectionism things that were just like holding people back at the core and that's when I really was like I need to go deeper here because there's something here that no one's talking about and it was just not fulfilling me anymore to just help people achieve those like monetary wins. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's why I'm here now.
0: I love that because I have a very similar story. I was a personal trainer. I did so many different things. And I think as we evolve, you know, mm-hmm. people are always like, Oh, you're pivoting your business. Cause I started in the online space doing cooking and then I pivoted mm-hmm. to business coaching and people were like, Whoa, your cooking business makes money. But as we evolve, we, we, I think we want to go deeper. I think we desire that and I'm very happy that you trusted yourself to go deeper because now you're here
1: and you're helping
0: so many people.
1: Thank you. It was definitely difficult though because when I was first talking about this stuff it was like crickets in the industry like nobody was talking about it you know what I mean like I talked about this well before the pandemic and when I say my content was absolute crickets I mean like People were silently watching and I would get like the odd comments here and there about like, wow, like this really hits home, but I'm talking about stuff that has been taboo for so long, right? No one just wants to openly talk about trauma. So when I started talking about this, like nobody was on board and I really second guessed myself a lot because I'm like, am I even supposed to be doing this? Like it'd be so much easier for me to just do business coaching but I'm glad that I stuck with it because now two years or almost three years into this pandemic or throughout this pandemic, I think people are starting to wake up and realize that I can't put this past any, like I can't push past this anymore. Like I actually have to deal with it. Hmm.
0: I think that's really, there's two things that I want to note that you just said she had crickets guys and she kept showing up so many new entrepreneurs new to business, new to this business, whatever it is, when they get crickets, they want to quit. And the Mm -hmm. fact that you didn't quit and you kept going is such like a testament because that's how we hit new levels of success. So that's the first thing I want to know. And the second thing about the pandemic, I think the pandemic, and I I say this with caution, but there's good things that came from it. And Mm -hmm. one of those things was when people get stuck in their house and they're forced to sit still, you can't run from your demons anymore. You you kind of start, that's when a lot of anxiety comes in, the depression. And in my opinion, just from like what I saw from friends and family and what I experienced too, is when you can't run from that stuff, you have to kind of confront it. So you get started in this new segment of business. There's crickets, the pandemic happens how did you have to make shifts in your business to start reaching the people that you wanted to reach or did it just kind of happen like was it like how did well yeah
1: um I love talking about this because for a while it was a big a major insecurity for me and my business so I'm one of those people that cannot for the life of me like value profit over people I just can't like I have too much of a conscience, like, and I think it's also where I came from. So in when the pandemic started happening in like March of 2020, long story short, I was living in California at the time and I had my own apartment with a roommate. And when this all happened, my parents were really worried about me. So they basically pleaded for me to go live and stay with my aunt and my uncle. So I still have my apartment in like L.A. area right by the airport, but then my aunt uncle lived about an hour and a half away. So they just felt safer knowing that in this, you know, like when we think about the beginning of the pandemic, like it was like apocalyptic, right? Like you go to the store, there's no toilet paper, there's nothing. And when I was in this household, all my childhood stuff started coming up. So I want to preface this by saying like, I genuinely do love my family. However, you can love your family and also admit that you have major childhood trauma. So a lot of the things that I suppressed and also quote unquote forgot from childhood all boiled up to the surface because I was staying in the household with the man who caused me some of my most deepest physical and emotional abuse. And so Mm -hmm. all these emotions and memories from childhood started coming up to the surface. And it got to the point where it was just debilitating. Like, I pushed it off. I pushed off. Like I am very familiar with what it feels like to suppress things. Cause you don't want to deal with it. I was also very in the masculine energy at this time in my business, like high achiever, super type a, and it got me so much success in my business. But then I got to this point where I was doing all the things like the pretty graphics, the sales pages, like everything that I had done that was working, I was still doing but the clients weren't coming in. Things were just not working. It felt so much more difficult. And I kept wondering, what is happening? And then I realized that this was around the time where things started shifting in the world energetically. And you couldn't just be all masculine and expect results because a lot of sales and business is energetics, right? So when your energy is all out of whack, it doesn't matter how much you do, things are not, you're not going to attract what it is that you actually want to attract. And so Basically around that time, I was forced in a way like the universe kind of was like, you're, you haven't wanted to deal with this and you're still not wanting to deal with this. So we're going to make you deal with it. So it got to the point where I just essentially, I didn't close down my business, but I had to take a pause and it was like a five to six month pause on my business. Like I let my clients finish off and then I didn't sign on any new. And for five to six months, all I did was rely on whatever business savings that I had and focus on my healing journey. And that was like the toughest thing because in that process was when I started realizing like, I wasn't meant to just be a business coach anymore. And I was forced to pivot, but then the pivot, as you probably know, it's difficult because it's not just like one day you're like, "Mm, I'm going to do this now. And it's all going to work. Like it's a gradual process, like the outward and inward have to like mirror. And that took me almost from like summer fall of 2020, all the way up to like spring of 2021 for me to actually like do that pivot. So it was definitely a a challenge for sure.
0: Yeah. Pivoting is so hard. And I don't think people truly, like I didn't, when I pivoted this time, I was like, Oh, you know, it just makes sense. People are already asking me business questions and it's not, it's, it's a journey, but like, I like how you just said it. We have to mirror the inside and the outside. So can you talk more about what that means for someone who might not understand it?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I feel like the outside when it comes to your business is like the type of content that you are creating, right? How you actually show up, the things that you're talking about, the things that you're selling, the things that you're marketing. And then the inward is like your belief system about what you're actually able to achieve, what you're able to offer. And so it took a really long time for me to be in both places. So that's step one was like, internally, I was at a constant battle because I was in the industry that basically said like, you can only make good money as a coach if you're a business coach, because you get to charge more. That's where high ticket comes in. And so I, and I, and I did, I charged high ticket and I had massive, massive success. So to kind of like pivot into life coaching where It didn't feel in alignment to charge those high tickets anymore. It was like, is this even for me? Like, how am I able to see that success? So it took a really long time for my internal belief system to believe like I was worthy of charging high amounts, even as a life coach. And then outwardly, it was almost like creating content around business was safe. Talking to business owners was safe because it was familiar. And I, and I knew what that felt like. But then I had that pull where it's like, but you're meant to do more. You're meant to speak to a wider audience. And so it took a while for me. Like, I felt like I was like one foot in one foot out. And that dance happened for a really long time until like one day I was like, fuck it. Like I'm retiring out of business coaching. And that was really hard because I had to just get on my stories and just basically like, it was almost like me telling the universe, like I'm done dancing around. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready to like, let go of business coaching. And I think that was a really pivotal moment to be like, okay, like that's in your past now. So what are you going to do moving forward? And then it was like, now the inward and outward, the showing up online, plus the internal had to be consistent. And that also took a while.
0: This is so helpful. Cause like I'm pivoting right now and I'm like, wow, I'm learning so much. <laughs> it makes so Bro. much sense. It makes so much sense because we if i feel like deep down we we have like i don't know how to explain this we obviously know what we want deep down even if we're not mm-hmm. admitting it out loud so that one foot in one foot out was your body's way of being like screaming for you to be like listen to me trust me yeah and as someone who um was also had i have a lot of trauma from my childhood i think i i don't like to say you're the expert but What does the, you know, when you have to heal that inner child and you have generational trauma, what does, how does that impact trusting yourself to take small leaps and big leaps in life?
1: That makes sense? Yeah, no, that's a really great question. And it has everything to do with it. I think that inner child and generational trauma piece is the root of our trust issues. But people don't talk about that, right? So when you think about trust wounds, it stems from like when we were a baby and a lot of people think that there was this one big scenario or incident that happened that caused us to have all these issues when that might be the case for some but for some of us it's over time like when you think about it a really big tree can only be a big tree if it was once a tiny seed and so that seed of that Mm -hmm. trust wound has been there since we were a little kid so this is where we talk about generational trauma so generational trauma is essentially where you know, if previous generations haven't healed from traumas, we can inherit them through our DNA and through ourselves. And so that inability to trust ourselves can actually be passed down. Now, we like once the baby is born, right now we're going into like inner child stuff. When a baby needs mom and dad there in the early stages of life, and mom and dad wasn't there mentally, emotionally, or physically, which was often the case, right? Think about how many of our parents struggled with mental health while they had us think about how many of our parents had to work and put food on the table in order to feed us and so our needs as little babies it's it's all these all these things are all happening unconsciously so like if think about it if you were a child or a baby and you're screaming crying needing mom or dad to like console you and they weren't there mentally emotionally and physically you start developing trust wounds i can't trust them with my emotions i can't trust them to be there for me when i need that And so then as we get older, right, seven years old, eight, nine, 10, all the way up to like adulthood, anytime we put our trust in someone and they broke it, that seed of trust wound starts getting bigger until we start getting into our adult years. And we're like, we can't trust anyone. Not to mention, as we start getting older, we start hearing from the people around us. Why are you dressed like that? Why are you wearing that? You're eating, you're eating again. Why are you being so dramatic? stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. So all the aspects of us that feel natural and organic, like our natural emotions, right? When, when babies, children are so intuitive. When we were angry, we would throw a tantrum. When we were you know, scared, we want to run to mom and dad. When we were sad, we would want to cry. But those big emotions are sometimes too much for parents. And so because parents are triggered by that, what they do is they try to shut it down. And so they'll shut it down in whatever way that they can, which then to us is like, I have these big emotions. I can't trust myself because this is wrong. And so we start being conditioned now.
0: All right. So we lost a network connection, but it's no big deal because that's life. That's Wi-Fi. So I'm going to have you just repeat when you were saying when a, when kids come to their parents and they get triggered because of generational trauma and the parents want to shut them down. So take the, take it away. Tell us that again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as children, we're natural, we're very intuitive so we say what's on our mind we express how we feel naturally and organically but then oftentimes we grow up in households where there's a lot of unhealed traumas and so a lot of our parents struggle with emotional intelligence and because they don't know how to deal with their own emotions they're also not equipped to deal with their children's emotions so think about it when you have kids that are just like wild and have really big emotions if a parent's triggered, what do they do? Like they do their best to try to shut it down because they don't know how to deal with it. So they'll yell, they'll lecture, they'll scream. And so then there's that fear that gets instilled. And so a child then starts to learn, I can't trust myself with my emotions because it does not, like, I, I just can't trust myself because it's wrong. Because if I do, then someone's gonna yell at me. And so as we start growing up, then we start hearing things like, you know, why are you dressed like that? Why are you eating that? You're eating again. And so these tiny little comments, these little incidences that make us feel not good enough, start chipping away. And then we start losing trust in ourselves, and we start putting trust in other people until we get into our adult years. And then we wonder Mm -hmm. why don't I trust myself in anything? And so, yeah, to answer your question, everything that we struggle with in terms of trusting ourselves it, as an adult is a hundred percent correlated to what happened to us as children, as well as what's happened generationally. Mm-hmm. So
0: how would someone go about starting this process of trying to heal?
1: It's that's a very loaded question just because I know. like, no, I... <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a loaded question because I get asked this all the time. Like, how do I heal? And I feel like there's a lot that we can do on our own, but I, and I hate to be that person. That's like, you need to go find someone, but it's like one of those things where you can only do so much on your own. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem is that you're so, especially when it comes to healing, right. It's like with business, it's a little bit easier. I'm not saying it's, it's the, the end all be all you can watch videos on YouTube and kind of like do these action steps and be able to be like oh i can create a product suite you know through these like through these prompts right but when it comes to healing everyone is so different and complex like our, our traumas and our wounds are so complex and so when you are in your own life you have a very specific perspective on what you experienced and how you are but it's not until someone who actually understands this work talks to you sees your life from a completely different perspective and helps you see those different perspectives that you can create make those patterns and be able to heal and release and move on so to kind of break it down i would say do your research on what inner child and generational trauma is invest in this journey like everyone's so quick to invest in a fitness coach or invest in a business coach to get those results, but they completely fail to realize that the thing that actually drives those results is like who you are. And if who you are is bogged down by wounds and traumas, like that is the thing that you need to be focusing on first before anything else.
0: I agree. I don't think people, uh, normalize. Like, even if you think you're functioning well, you should still have a mental health professional in your back pocket. It is just as important as going to get your yearly physical, your pap smear, all of that. We, as women, as men, as just the human race, we need to normalize investing in our mental health and investing in healing and i agree you you absolutely if you're sitting there at home and you're like wow this sounds like me i have trust issues i have inner healing inner child healing that needs to happen Just find a professional don't try to do this one alone it's not worth it mm-hmm. but if someone is sitting there and they're like i'm not quite sure if this is me you know i i go to therapy or i don't go to therapy whatever it is but they they are listening to this and they're kind of on the fence are there some ways that, other than like trust issues, that people can recognize that there might be in a deeper issue that stems from their childhood?
1: Yeah. Um. So there's four main common wounds. There's abandonment, trust, neglect, and shame and guilt wounds. I'll be honest. hundred percent of us have childhood wounds. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or if you grew up with a with you know with a white picket fence and your parents are still together like every single one of us has wounds and traumas it's just that it varies and so some might have had more traumatic experiences in childhood but like all of us have childhood wounds all of us have generational trauma i think it's just a matter of like looking at where your issues are currently and how that relates to childhood so if you the the first thing is like if you think of like your wheel of life right think of like the major areas your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual growth, your um, relationships, romance, friendships, family, your career, your career slash business money. If you look at all those areas and you ask yourself, what would I rate these areas? And if they're very low, what are the things that I'm experiencing challenges within these areas? That will give you a telltale sign of kind of where you're at. So for example, some common things are like, romance, right? Like I struggle with trusting um, or I I struggle with like toxic partners. Like I keep throwing myself into toxic relationships and I don't know why, even though I have a really successful business. And so when you kind of dig deep into like attracting toxic partners and you kind of ask yourself like, what, where, what is this pattern? It's often I don't feel worthy. I don't feel good enough. So I throw myself at the next person who shows any sign of wanting me because I have deep abandonment wounds. So now we know, okay, you have abandonment wounds from childhood. So where you are right now and the things that you have blocks and challenges with is a really easy way to start looking at what might be holding you back from childhood. Because if you spend enough time there, you can actually make those connections. And I also just want to bring up something. Um, You know, I don't hate on mental health professionals. I definitely think there's amazing mental health professionals out there. Like I know of amazing psychologists, psychiatrists and therapists. However, I really want to just put a disclaimer that like not every one of them is made equal, just like not every business coach is made equal. And it's not a requirement for all of them to be continuing to do their work. So unfortunately, in the work that I do, I've heard more harmful and toxic stories of people working with mental health professionals than success stories, which breaks my heart. One of my family members was hospitalized because of working with his therapist. And so for me, I see this in a very different way i've done a lot of research and speaking with a lot of mental health professionals a lot of them are binded by certain rules and guidelines from the federal government um things that they can and can't say in their you know like in their practice which is why actually a lot of them leave because in the medical field they treat your mind and your body as separate so when you come in with a lot of mental health issues Oftentimes you're doing things like talk therapy, which can work in some ways, but it not doesn't work for everyone. And then some of them are just quick to like throw you on medication. And I've heard of people basically say like, you know, I have a quota that I need to hit to like put my patients on medication, which I think is absolutely messed up. Okay. So horrible. as someone who studied generational trauma and know that trauma is stored in the body, you can t- see where like my fears align with like the mental health field. So a lot of my clients do also work with a therapist, but I do just want to say like, please be very, very selective with who you choose to confide in because just as helpful as these professionals can be, they can also be a major detriment and, and, and can cause like long lasting harmful effects.
0: Yeah. I've heard a lot of um, I'm so lucky because my therapist is amazing like she's a different breed but I've heard so many horror stories I've heard stories and I'm like that is not okay that is not normal and yeah if you are looking for a therapist and you're listening to this it's dating and you have the upper hand (laughs) Like you walk in and you don't feel their vibe. You can leave. You are not, but you do not have to sit there and talk. You do not have to sit there and leave and call around. Like I always tell people that I'm like, if you're like looking for someone, like, like you said earlier, do your research, mm-hmm. see if you want the holistic approach, see if you like what you're interested in. And I love what you do about talking about the body. Can you go into more about that? I I know, like I'm probably taking up so much of your time, but I I do want to talk about that because I saw some stuff on your page about some of the um oh what's the proper term EMT? No. oh E F the tap yeah E F T the tap therapy
1: yeah um it's tapping emotional freedom technique so yeah. um I mean all that we really need to know is that trauma can be inherited like it, it it's stored in those muscles and the cells in our body which is why like sometimes if you ever go to like chiropractors or massage therapists and they hit that pressure point your body starts shaking they call those trauma shakes and then like next thing you know you're starting to cry and things are being released so in generational trauma we learned that um trauma can actually be inherited through the cells in our body so in our dna sorry so less than 2% of our total DNA is actually like what society talks about, like chromosomal, which is, you know, like, oh, you inherited your mom's eye colors, you inherited your dad's hair, right? We only talk about that DNA, but that's only 2%. The other 98% of our DNA is actually called non-coding DNA, which is responsible for our mental, emotional and behavioral and personality traits. And so, is so cool. Yeah. So when Jeez. you think about it, it's like everything that we've been taught is a fucking lie because like no one, like how, when was the last time you heard someone talk about DNA in the realm of like personality traits? So when you really think about the traumas that your parents experience, right? Like if your parent, if our parents had PTSD, we are actually three times more likely to struggle with symptoms of PTSD, like anxiety and depression. And what we know is that the generations before us, definitely had it worse in a lot of ways right there was like all the wars there was like communism for some of us there was slavery there was all these different traumatic events that happened that is that we as you know future generations are still struggling with without even fucking realizing it
0: that is really freaking cool and it's crazy. And like, so never heard any of that did not. I mean, science is not my forte, but that's fascinating. And like, exactly how you said it, we have it co- easier than the wars, the world war one, world war two, slavery. Um, yeah. You know, women having more rights, all of that stuff. So the fact that that gets passed down and then we actually have the capabilities to break that mm-hmm. is pretty amazing of what our bodies are capable of. It's not really a question, but like I'm just kind of taking it all in. Um, to move on though, what are some positive impacts of healing the generational trauma? I mean, obviously there's so many, but what are some of your some of the ones that you've seen from your clients that just really have touched you?
1: I feel like the top ones are definitely like ultimate freedom, love, and truly like acceptance, like I, and happiness. Mm. Like it's, it's wild because when I'm doing discovery calls with people and they're sharing with me, you know, all the things that they're experiencing challenges with, <clears throat> at the end of the day, as all human beings, all we really want is to be happy, to feel fulfilled, to, Be like, we're living a life of purpose to be calm and at peace inside of our body and to just love and have freedom because like you can have financial freedom, but you might not have time freedom. You might have time freedom, but you might not have, you might have time and financial freedom and you still might feel trapped in your brain and in your body. So truly what generational trauma does, it gives you freedom on all levels that nothing else ever will. And it's the thing that helps you actually live in the present moment and not live a single day with regret. Like it's after being on many different journeys myself, like this is the type of journey that people would pay millions of dollars for to achieve. Like I've I've worked with people who've like, you know, who made a lot of money and are like, Evelyn, like, you know, I just had like my hundred K month and I feel empty inside. You hear all the time of people who are like at those like points in their lives and like feel like they have nothing to live and show for it. And then you have people who are like barely scraping by who are like, I'm having the time of my life. And so healing, especially generational trauma, is a large result of that. Hmm.
0: This has been so good. Thank you so much for talking about this with me and, you know, one of the things in when I I got started in this. I wrote down my vision. And one of the things that I wrote in my vision was breaking generational trauma for my life financially. Um, you know, everyone in my family has been divorced, you know, there's been abuse, physical, mental, sexual. So the fact that we're having this conversation, like it's, it's really important to me. And I know that people listening to this, that this is something that is not spoken about enough. So thank you for that. You. And I just want to know where can people find you? How can they work with you? How can they go deeper in this? Because this is, we didn't even touch the surface. Of it <laughs> we really
1: didn't. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll have to come back on. Um, I think you should. <laughs> but um, you can totally find me on all social media platforms. at evolve with Evelyn, super easy. Um, you will not miss it. I'm on Instagram, TikTok. Snapchat, YouTube, Spotify, all the things. Um, but a special offer that I wanted to off give your audience is I have something called the Spark Session, which is my signature inner child and generational trauma healing session. We utilize my signature five-step Evolve Spark Method to help you heal and overcome any of the wounds that are currently holding you back that you're not even aware of all happening subconsciously. I have a hundred percent success rate with it. It's like one of my favorite things to do. And so I'd love to offer your audience $222. So I guess you and I will just figure out what code to kind of give them all and then right. we can put that in the show notes.
0: Yes. I'll link. Everything will be in the show notes. Uh link to you. I'll put the code in there. We'll, yeah, whatever, whatever you want it to be. Want to do thrive? Yes. Okay. So it'll be
1: so we'll put the link in the show notes and it'll be thrive and you'll save $222 um, off this Spark session. And if you're like unsure if it's for you or if you have any questions about like how to really take your journey to the next level, just shoot me a message, Um, shoot me a DM on Instagram and I'll be more than happy to direct you wherever it is that you need to go. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you again.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun.
0: I just want to say that if you are listening to this today and Evelyn, touched your heart, your soul, or your mind in some way, reach out to her because she is incredible. Her content is amazing. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I learned so much. And I kind of pride myself that I do know a decent amount in this area because of my own trauma, because of my own story. However, this just goes to show that this is an endless journey. This is a journey that we all have to be on. And this is not about having a better business, having a better career. This is just having a better life, thriving in different areas of our life. So I hope that you feel encouraged to start this journey or to continue the journey if you're already on it and you're feeling discouraged because it's scary and it's uncomfortable. Keep going. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave five stars below, leave a review. I always appreciate seeing it. And as always, guys, be kind to someone eat some really good food and pat yourselves on the back because it is your time to thrive and that starts with